Good evening. I'm Marcus Leader, and I would like to invite you on a journey of discovery as I pull back the veil and give you a glimpse of the multiverse through the eyes of a Toltec shaman. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and turn down the lights. You're now listening to The Shaman's Brew. There's no time for us There's no place for us What is this thing that builds our dreams Yet slips away from us Who wants to live forever For us, this world has only one sweet moment set aside for us. Philosopher's Stone, Nectar of Immortality, 
ambrosia, and the elixir of life are all names for the same thing. The search for the fabled substance that would restore youth and slow down or prevent aging and heal the body from all disease has been a quest from the moment that humans first realized their own mortality. In the 15th century, Ponce de Leon, the famous Spanish explorer, searched for this fable fountain of youth, but discovered Florida instead. Before and after him, countless souls search for this elusive elixir of life, all failing to this very day. Using an amalgamation of magic and science, the, the great alchemists came close with their philosopher's stone, but still their search was futile. The reason they all failed in their quest for the fountain of youth is not because it does not exist, but because they were all looking in the wrong place for the wrong thing. About a thousand years ago, Toltec shaman of the old lineage discovered that this fountain of life was not made of water or any other material compound. It was made of energy. Throughout history, humans have searched for this mythical elixir throughout the world, when in fact, the fountain of youth resides within, within us all. Join me now as I share with you the story of how I met a Toltec shaman in the mountains of Mexico who knew the secrets of the old lineage and used them to stay forever young. I will also reveal for the first time what this amazing shaman did to me that would forever change my life. Then I will take you on your own path that will allow you to discover and start unleashing the fountain of youth that dwells within us all. Welcome to the Shaman's Brew. In this show, I am going to speak with you about the fabled fountain of youth and immortality. Not in the spiritual sense, uh, such as your immortal soul, I am referring to your physical, flesh and blood body living forever or at least a very long time. So let me ask you a question. Do you want to live forever? Most people at first uh, answer with an automatic yes. However, after a few moments of contemplation, their minds start cycling the possibilities of such a scenario. Questions never before considered then start to erode at the positive excitements of living forever. What happens if I get in an accident and lose an important body part? Would I want to live forever in a condition like that? What of those close to me that I would lose over and over? Could I bear the pain through the centuries? And in time, would it bring with it a detachment of feelings to shield me from the emotional pain? In matters of the heart, even if my forever love was an immortal, would it truly be a forever love? In these days, it's not uncommon for many of us to marry and divorce more than once in our short lifetimes. How many decades would a love last without going stale? Can we in all honesty even consider these things in terms of centuries? What would you do after working at one profession or interest for 30 years, 50 years or longer? 
How long before you became bored with physical life? How many times would you reinvent yourself before depression set in? Think about it. A wise woman once said, many people who wish for immortality don't even know what to do on a rainy afternoon. That's sad but true. After considering some of these questions, most people begin to fear their choice of immortality. However, if you ask the same people if they would like to extend their life, perhaps doubling the average life expectancy, stop and even reverse the aging process, never get sick, heal many times faster than normal, think, act, look and love like someone in their sexual prime, you would find a completely uh, different response that only grows in excitement at the prospects of regaining and realizing useful health for an extended lifetime. Imagine the implications of this. No illness, no disease, no cancers, healing from broken bones and days as opposed to weeks. How much could you learn? How would you, so much accumulated wisdom affect your life and work? What would great minds such as Nikola Tesla and Albert Einstein have accomplished if they were not taken from us so soon? The possibilities are staggering. But is immortality or the fountain of youth a real possibility or just a dream that has haunted humans for millenniums? First, we need to understand what aging is and why it happens. Aging uh, is the buildup of genetic error in cells, causing them to no longer be able to divide, followed by the death of the cell. The reason this happens is because our cellular strands of DNA have hardened end caps, which keep the DNA from unraveling. When a cell divides and multiplies, so do these strands of DNA. But we find the end caps to be getting shorter and shorter with each division until the DNA just unravels and the cell dies. In humans, this limit is called the Hayflick limit, which is about 50 to 60 divisions before the death of a cell. As cells begin to age, they become lethargic and, and less responsive, so the cellular uh, repair mechanism kicks in and it makes the repairs needed for the cell to continue. However, even this repair mechanism begins to become sluggish and when the repairs cannot be made at least as fast as the damage, you have a faster decline in cellular health. In skin cells, we see the effects of aging in the form of wrinkles. These are caused by the decreased ability of vascular uh, epithelial cells to divide. When the repair mechanism starts having trouble keeping up with the amount of damaged cells, the dying cells build up and dry out, causing a loss of elasticity, causing folds in the skin to occur. The secret to staying young lies in the repair mechanism 
that helps to maintain cellular health. If we can boost the efficiency of the repair mechanism, then the fountain of youth becomes a reality. If you follow the progress of medical research with one eye and the new research pushing the envelope of consciousness with the other, you would come to the conclusion that it is indeed a very real and upcoming possibility. Geneticists are rapidly closing in on the genetic coding that causes our bodies to age and may soon find ways to disable or block that action. At the same time, microbiologists are finding new cures for various viruses and bacterium that could lead to the end or suppression of the diseases that have plagued humans for countless eons. Add to this the groundbreaking research that many doctors are now using in their practice which incorporates the mind's control over the body's autonomic mechanisms and one might agree and conclude that youthful longevity is indeed a real possibility on the horizon. If we examine this question from the perspective that lies outside the mainstream of science and medicine, we find that through the eyes of a shaman, immortality and youthful longevity of the human body is not only a possibility, but it is already a reality that has been practiced for countless centuries. Toltec shamanic healers and adepts have guarded this ancient knowledge from being lost for many centuries. Individuals from all faiths have called upon the powers of spirit through history, including the Christ, the Buddha, the Goddess, the Gichi Manitou, and others for their healing powers and knowledge. Faith healers reach within and tap energies that science has yet to discover, energies that somehow change the structure and vitality of our bodies on a cellular level by energizing the repair mechanisms in cells. Have you ever noticed how some people never seem to age or at least age very slowly? The reason for this is not necessarily genetics, but rather a matter of personal energy and the way it flows through our bodies and back into the environment around us. These people who seem not to age like the rest of us have either consciously or subconsciously cleansed the meridians of life force energy pathways and thereby stopped or even turned back the biological clock. Of course, good nutrition helps on a biochemical level as it has been proven that we are what we eat. But the real secret lies in energy and energy manipulation and flow. Yes, my friends, the fountain of youth does not flow with water. It surges with energy. Through my apprenticeship with my own mentor, Dr. Carlos Castaneda, I have personally experienced this type of energy manipulation as well as encountered an individual who I believe was immortal. Carlos is a master of personal energy manipulation and on many occasions demonstrated the principle by aging literally right before my eyes and then reversing the process in a matter of seconds. And this was not an illusion of the eye or mind, it was a manipulation of personal energy through his assemblage point, which I have spoken of in previous shows. He would on occasion 
introduced me to different individuals, calling them colleagues, or sometimes just old acquaintances. Often I would not understand what the purpose was for these meetings and think nothing of it. However, on one trip I took with him to an undisclosed location in the Sonoran Desert. We camped in the desert overnight, waiting for someone to join us. Carlos seemed to know he was near long before the man appeared, as he said, Marcos, get ready, we have company. I stared off into the, the moonlit chaparral in all directions, but could see no signs of movement. After 15 to 20 minutes, an, an image of a man walking in the moonlight appeared, and we both stood to greet him. Carlos introduced him as Don Miguel, and we exchanged nods and shook hands. As my hand touched his, I felt a surge of energy flowing out of me as if a large portion of my life force had just left me. And I swear, I heard his voice in my ears thanking me for the exchange, and yet his mouth was not moving. Then, just as suddenly as Don Miguel appeared, he bid us farewell and turned and walked off into the moonlight. I watched him, not saying a word, until he disappeared in the distance. And then I asked Carlos, what the hell was all that about? He chuckled and, avoiding my question, said that I, I need to sit down before I fell down, and I should eat and then sleep. I knew he was not going to answer me, at least not then, so I complied with his suggestions. The next afternoon, when I finally awoke, Carlos handed me a hot dog rolled up in a corn tortilla and said, Eat. We must leave this place before darkness returns. I was very groggy and having difficulty waking up and getting motivated. The events of the previous night seemed clear but were very surreal in my mind. Carlos would never speak of it to me except to say that it was part of my training uh, as in a wall and that I had been given a very special gift from Don Miguel. Years later, Carlos spoke of a similar incident. In fact, he even wrote about it in one of his many books. He talked of a time when, when he met a stranger that lived in the mountains with the assistance of Don Juan, his mentor and shamanic teacher. He had an encounter with this stranger that closely resembled my own encounter. Don Juan told him that this stranger was an immortal, literally and he was several centuries old. He went on explaining that this stranger was one of the ancient ones and that he stayed young and healthy throughout the centuries by recharging his energy reserves to keep his personal power in high flux and he did this through a Nawal's agreement. It seems that he had learned the ability to take life force from other humans thereby rejuvenating his own for a set number of months or years. The problem is that the needed amount of life force energy was greater than what the average person could safely fulfill. And if this type of life force vampire attempted to uh, take the average person's energy, it would flow too fast and end up putting the person at risk 
of serious illness or death. The only type of person that this Ancient One could safely and reliably take energy from is what is known as a Nawal. I am not certain what the population ratio of Nawal to non-Nawal people are, but the main difference is in the energy configuration of the energy body that each of us has. In most people, the energy body is bisected, divided the energy fields into two compartments. In a Nawal-type person, the energy fields are trisected or more commonly quadrisected, making four individual compartments, which I am assuming act as a governor, keeping the energy flows in check. This compartmentalization of energy fields in the Nawal's energy body seems to be somewhat of an advantage in energy manipulation and storage. This does not mean that a non-Nawal individual is inferior in any way. It just means that some things are easier for a Nawal to master, and it takes more effort for the non-Nawal individual to obtain the same results. Carlos was a trisected Nawal, having three individual centers of personal energy. His teacher, Don Juan, was a quadrisected Nawal. I am also a quadrisectin wall having four energy centers. Getting back to the immortal and the Nawal's agreement, Carlos said that in exchange for energy, which by the way can be built back up in a matter of days, the ancient immortal one bestowed unto him a gift that he would not fully realize for several years. After Carlos shared this story with me, I began to connect the dots to my own experience years before. When I voiced uh, my thoughts to Carlos, he only smiled, leaving me to fall back on my speculations. In my mind and heart, I believe I met an immortal maybe as much as uh, 800 years old, but he didn't look a day over 40. Of course, I, I really have no way to validate that. I just have to, to go on gut instinct and what I was told by my teacher. It was several years later that I began to notice changes in my body and the way I felt energetically. I was in my mid-40s by this time, but I, I felt like I was in my 20s. And uh, this energetic feeling continues to this day as I am pushing into my late 50s. Besides this youthful vitality, I began to notice that I no longer got sick. And if I did come down with something, it was very short-lived, usually only getting a symptom or two for a few hours before it was gone. I also noticed a change in my biological repair system as I healed from injuries much faster than I should have. A cut on my hand that normally took four to seven days to heal would heal in a day or two and a cut that required stitches would close up and heal completely in just over five days. I do not get infections unless my personal energy is depleted to dangerously low levels through some form of energy work for others. Then I noticed something that shocked the hell out of me. I seem to be aging slower. Currently, I'm running about 10 to 15 years younger in appearance than my chronological age proclaims. If, um, 
If I were like my siblings or parents, I should be entirely gray, and yet I'm not. The only thing I could attribute to this was my meeting years before with Don Miguel in the Sonoran Desert. Was all this the result of freakish genetics, or did Don Miguel's gift have something to do with my condition? By this time, Carlos had already left this world. Now, now I, um, I know what you're thinking. Why would Carlos get ill and die if he had the ability to heal? That's a legitimate question. The answer is, he did not get ill and essentially did not die the way that we perceive death. His so-called death in 1998 was a, a cover-up. And while he did in fact leave this world, it was on his own terms, and he chose to burn from within, taking with him all the energy of his physical body as he moved into the next dimension. This process is very personal, and I will talk about it more in another show. So, it was up to me with Carlos being gone to find out what uh, what happened to me and, and what Don Miguel's uh, gift possibly was. Through much research and meditation using the altered states of awareness that I had been taught over an eight-year period, I did in fact find the answers. And uh, it was in fact Don Miguel's doing, just as I suspected. What he did to me that night in the desert when we shook hands was to take 25% of my personal life force and in exchange he blew up my personal energy field from the normal 3 foot in diameter to almost 6 feet in diameter. This can be likened to stretching out a balloon so that you can fill it with more air or in this case life force energy. After Don Miguel did this to me, I had the ability to store more life force than the normal human and therefore make more available energy to fuel the cellular repair mechanism in my body. He also increased my personal energy vibration frequency which oddly enough slowed down my cellular metabolism while boosting my perceptions to higher energy frequencies. In short, he gave me a gift that could effectively double my life expectancy. That uh, is without me doing anything to maintain it. Since that time, I have also learned that part of the Toltec core knowledge passed on to me from Carlos contains instructions on how shaman like Don Miguel were able to do this and uh, achieve perfect health and immortality. For all I know, Don Miguel is alive and well today. After this realization, I, I began to wonder if this is something I can maintain and teach to others. In my consciousness and enlightenment research, I incorporated both my shamanic training and my scientific training to find ways to teach people how to manipulate these energies and how to use them to be more than they ever dreamed possible. It can be thought of as an amalgamation of the mind body and spirit, unifying the physical body with the higher spiritual body or an energetic level, using the commonality of the mind as a mediator. The most powerful tools used to accomplish this are faith, belief, 
intent, and brainwave synchronization and resonance with the surrounding environment. In my next show, I will be releasing uh, some of this research by introducing you to a series of very special exercises or movements that the ancient Toltec shaman developed to increase energy flow and vitality. These movements are in some ways similar to Tai Chi, but uh, much more powerful and directed toward the energy body specifically. They are known in my lineage as magical passes, some of which have been released years ago by Carlos, but some of the most powerful have been kept secret for certain reasons until it was time to release them. That time is upon us, and I will be helping those who wish to learn these movements in the coming months and years. These magical passes will also help one align their energy bodies to the many changes taking place in our world at this very moment. Now, I don't know about all of you out there, but I, for one, do not want to live forever. But I do want to make the most out of this physical incarnation and stop or reverse the aging process so that I can experience and learn from the physical world and make it an incredible adventure. Thank you for listening, and I would like to offer a special thanks to Coyote Old Man for the background music in this segment and to the Midnight Syndicate for the entrance theme. Until next time, this is Marcus Leader wishing you a safe and exciting passage through all of life's journeys. Okay, what do you say before we do the Ask a Shaman segment that we play another song? And this is one of my favorites from uh, Robbie Robinson and the Native Americans. And it's called Golden Feather.
So many times, so many nights and mornings clear, when my feet were bare as these odd-worn souls spent in seeking softer homes, through my woods, chill places holding pretty spirit laces, long gone behind the face of a thoughtful clock. In this place, Frost stopped. For just a moment, he would return when his days were at an end. Upon the back of a faster horse, she would send for him. The bells would toll. No voice of a lover, not enchantment, bearing the name of youth or fruitful promise. Oh, but love, yes, this come hither would gently lay his bones to rest. Sacred Soils offers rare, sacred treasures from our magical world, along with cutting-edge energy products and tools for empowering your body, mind, and spirit. We invite you to join our world by visiting the website at www.sacredsoils.com and signing up for the newsletter that offers information you will not find elsewhere. So join Marcus Leader at Sacred Soils and tell him Nightwatch sent you. That's www.sacredsoils.com. Do you have Celtic roots? Are your ancestors from Ireland or Scotland or Wales? From Cornwall, Brittany, the Isle of Man or Gaul? Do you love stories and tales? 
ancient myths, legends and folklore of the Celtic peoples. Do you want to hear more about King Arthur, Gwydion, Taliesin, Cuchulain, wild magic and the realms of the other world? Do you want to hear about the old gods, druids and fairies in a way that they're not just dusty, dry words on a page? Then you need the Celtic Myth Podshow, available from CelticMythPodshow.com. In the days when the world was young, the days when the air was clean and the dew was fresh upon the grass. Listen well, for I have tidings for you. Warriors are coming from across the sea. Strange. Take this message back with you. Tell the Fearbold they must give my people either battle or live in peace in half of Erin. On my word, I should prefer to give you half of Erin than to face your weapons. The Celtic Myth Podshow will bring you the bravery of heroes and heroines, the magnificent pantheon of gods and goddesses, and the magic and wonder of druids, fairies, and folklore. Our ancestors would listen to these stories as told to them by their bards. They wouldn't read them in books. This podcast brings the magic of sound back into our legends. A new episode comes out twice a month and builds into a complete collection of tales from Celtic mythology. So just sit down, get comfortable... And join us every other week. Listen to news, chat, and a story from Celtic mythology with the Celtic Myth Podshow from CelticMythPodshow.com. That's CelticMythPodshow.com. Okay, this segment of the show is relatively new to the Shaman's Brew, and it's called Ask a Shaman, where I set up a platform for you, the listeners, to email me your questions about uh, shamanism or spiritual nature, and I do my best to answer them. So let's start off with a uh, an email here. Let me bring it up from James C. of Palm Springs, California. Hey, James, that's my old stopping grounds. I bet you it's pretty hot there right now. Anyway, James is asking, can you tell me who my spirit guides are and how to talk to them? Well, I actually get asked this question often. And, you know, I can't tell you who your spirit guides are because I simply don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know who you are even. Um, so it's hard for me to tune into your spirit guides. I'm not a psychic that sits there and, and uh, takes your emails and phone calls and tells you all about yourself. That's not what I do. So... Unfortunately, I can't tell you who your spirit guides are, but I can tell you how to get in touch with them and how to find out for yourself, which is always the best way anyway, because if you don't have first-hand personal experience dealing with entities such as this, then it uh, you really don't know for sure if this is something that somebody made a mistake on. You know, somebody could tell you, for example, that you you have a spirit guide that's an Indian named uh, uh, Totanka. And if you go around believing that and this person is wrong, then uh, you've wasted quite a bit of time and you've missed the opportunity to connect with your real spirit guide. So what I would recommend for you, James, is that you try to... Communicate with your your spirit guides while in the dream state. This is when you're in the most receptive state for any type of spirit communication. To do this, 
you would probably be best to write it out whatever your question is uh, or whatever your your desire is for example uh, you would write I want to meet my spirit guide or I want to talk to my spirit guide write it out put it under your pillow now that's there's no magic in that but uh, it's a psychological trigger so that as you're dreaming your dream or your mind may wonder to what you just did you wrote it out on paper and put it under your pillow once that enters your dream state it's going to create a trigger that uh, could very well wake you up inside your dream. Toltec shamans call that being in dreaming. And it is a point where you, you're fully conscious and yet you know you're dreaming. When that happens, a lot of times a spirit guide will come to you uh, right at that moment. Uh, you can also have other entities come to you. It could be lost loved one even. That is the best way to communicate with spirit is in your your actual dreaming body now you've got to be careful because although there's no danger to you you know when you're in this state a lot of spirits are are what we call trickster spirits and they will mess with you just because they can't they're not nece necessarily doing anything malevolent to you it's just it's it's like uh, a bunch of teenage prankster kids that are bored and so they will come in and say I'm your spirit teacher and, and and try to deceive you so you have to learn to listen not with your mind but listen with your heart when you speak to spirits especially in the dreaming state these entities cannot lie to your heart center that's a frequency of vibration that does not allow deceit and so when you go into this state and when you eventually wake up, you may do it the first time, it may take you a couple dozen times, but when you eventually wake up in your dreams, remember that you put that uh, request under your pillow. That's when you have to focus on it. Ask yourself, who is my spirit guide? And just wait and sit there in silence. Don't do anything else. Even though you're fully awake in a dream, don't be tempted to be exploring. Just sit there and wait. And they will come to you. And if you feel with your heart, don't feel with your mind. Don't try to reason it out. Feel with your heart when they speak to you. You will know the difference. You will know when it's the real deal. And then from that point, you can uh, communicate and ask them to maybe set up regular visits with you and to help you. The, the big secret with uh, dealing with the spirit world uh, or any of the, the higher vibrations is to ask for help. Uh, many people don't want to do that, but you've got to ask for the help and the guidance from beings that are more advanced than you or who are more knowledgeable than you. If you do that and release then uh, you'll find much more success in attempting to communicate with spirit guides. I hope that answered your question. And, and just so you know, James, and everyone else listening, I will be doing shows on spirit animals and spirit guides in the near future. So there'll be some detailed information. And, and in my lineage, the Toltec shamanic lineage, 
we look at spirit animals a little differently. We have more than just the the standard, uh, you know, bear or or coyote or wolf or crow. Uh, we have what is known as power animals, and these are thought forms that were created uh, long ago, and they're thought forms you can create, you know, even now if if you know how to do it. These take the form of animals, and they they serve as advisors or guides or protectors in many cases. Um, I'll be talking about that and a lot more. So I, I hope that answers your question, James. And now, and now we're running out of time. Wow. Okay, I guess that's all the uh, email questions I'm going to be able to do in this show. Uh, I'll try to do two or three in the next show to make up for it. So... Until then, this is Marcus Leader, and you have been listening to The Shaman's Brew on Jackalope Radio. Okay, I'm going to play this show out with a, uh, a song relative to the topic of this show by Rod Stewart called Forever Young.
Okay, okay. I I have a few extra minutes I see here, so I'm going to play one more song for you. That's one of my favorite by a dear friend of mine, the beautiful Wendy Rule, and it's called Artemis. Skies of blue, you call me. Kiss the night, kiss the night. I'm awake in moonlight. Dreams question the day. I'm awake in soulight. Run away, run away. My bow is drawn to wild life, my wild life. Deep in her death, frightened. Freedom can be cruel, and in her life, and light and sister brave. 